Welcome to this week's episode of the Christian Retirement Show. I'm your host, Eric Shrum, and today we are going to be discussing biblically responsible investing, what it is, the advantages and drawbacks, and finally, how we at Shrum Private Wealth Management use biblically responsible investing with our clients in practice. So buckle up and let's roll the intro. Welcome to the Christian Retirement Show, where we discuss all things crucial to planning and investing for retirement from a Christian perspective. I'm your host and CFP professional, Eric Shrum. To learn more about working with me, you can visit shrumtw.com and click free portfolio review. Now, on to the show. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. As you heard in the intro, we are going to be talking about a hot topic, which is biblically responsible investing. Biblically responsible investing is something that is its a very cool thing. And when I tell clients about biblically responsible investing, almost everyone I speak to tends to get very excited when they hear about the possibilities of using BRI. Now, BRI is going to be the acronym we use instead of saying biblically responsible investing the whole show. So I'll make it easy on myself and say BRI. But today, you know, I want to share with you what exactly BRI is because I think there's some confusion around that. Or maybe you have never heard of biblically responsible investing and you want to learn more about it. I also want to share some of the advantages and drawbacks to BRI because, you know, I think there's two camps out in the world who see biblically responsible investing as the greatest thing on earth and there's no drawbacks to it and other people who kind of demonize it a little bit. And I think they're both wrong. I think there's advantages and drawbacks to this. And then finally, I want to show you a little bit in general terms, right? How we implement BRI in our practice so you can get an idea of how this might work in real life if it's something that you want to do for yourself. So first things first, let's talk about what exactly biblically responsible investing is. So BRI is the process of investing your money in companies whose business practices align with biblical values. Another good way to think about this is BRI is screening out companies who engage in practices which are contrary to biblical values. So often these values which get screened out are things such as companies who maybe profit from abortion or the development of pharmaceuticals used in the abortion industry, uh, companies who engage in slavery within their supply chains, which, you know, it's the 21st century, but that is very prevalent in a lot of the supply chains and manufacturing around the world, unfortunately. Other values that get screened out in biblically responsible investing are companies who profit from pornography or the current gender trends, all the way to possibly alcohol sales, tobacco sales, gambling, if that is something that is important to you. Now, a quick caveat here. Most all of the BRI funds I've come across 
uh, make it a point to disclose and make it very clear that they never advocate for discriminating or marginalizing employees or individuals who partake in such practices at these companies. They just want the companies they invest in to not take sides in their promotion and lobbying on these issues, which I think is is a good thing that um, they've taken that stance. So in practice, BRI can be done by either purchasing individual companies, individual stocks, in other words, that align with biblical values and don't uh, fall into some of these business practices that I just mentioned. But most often, BRI is used through purchasing mutual funds or ETFs, which I'm sure you're aware of. Now, with those basics out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about the pros and cons. And yes, like I said, there are many on both sides of the equation. So let's go ahead and start with the pros. First, for the pros, now I think it is a great thing that Christians can now invest their money in a way that aligns their faith and their finances. You know, the ESG movement, maybe something you've heard about, it's known as uh, the environmentally and socially governed investing movement, has been massive over the past decade. But that movement has largely excluded. Christians because of the promotion of more socially progressive causes within ESG investing. Now, with biblically responsible investing, there's a place for Christians to be activists, in in lack of a better term, with their investments as well, which is a very cool thing. A second, I think a huge pro is that BRI investing has come a long way, really, in the last five years. So what used to be a fringe movement, I think even back in the mid-2000s, now is in many ways mainstream. And you know, in a lot of ways, I think the rise of ESG, that environmentally and socially governed investing, BRI's kind of rode the coattails on this uh, as a proof of concept, which is great. And so this means there is serious money flowing into BRI. We're talking billions of dollars being invested in biblically responsible investments, which leads to an offering and a development of more good to really high quality investments for Christians to invest in. And the more money that flows into BRI, uh, the better it's going to get, which is fantastic. And, and then finally, for our list of pros, but by no means the last of the pros in general for BRI, the more Christians invest in biblically responsible investing, the larger say that Christians are going to have in shaping our culture. You know, whether we like it or not, capital, money typically leads to influence. And to talk about an example of this, Robert Netsley, who is the CEO of Inspire Investing, the largest ETF provider of biblically responsible investments in the world, was on episode seven of this podcast, which Go listen to it's a fantastic, fantastic podcast, and he much more eloquently <laughs> describes biblically responsible investing than I can. But he shared with me an amazing story of him calling the head of public relations for one of the largest oil companies in the world, and 
that phone call resulting in the company changing their policies that they were enacting that Christians felt through Robert Netsley's firm were contrary to biblical values. And the head of the PR for that company said, you know, we hear so much from the progressive side of social movements, but we never hear from Christians. And we want their voices to be heard just like everyone else's. So I think in the culture, there's a big narrative of us against the world, which is very true within Christianity. But in many ways, I think there's very reasonable people out there who want to uh, hear both sides of the story and do their best to represent the nation as a whole, which is pretty darn cool and one of the best parts of BRI. So the more money and the more um, this movement grows, the more influence through our investment dollars we can have on the country and the culture, which is fantastic. And I really think this offers a savvy way for Christians to enact change without being like those weird kind of stereotypes of Christians on the side of the road with the picket signs, which don't do anything but give Christians a bad rap out there fairly. So now we've hit the pros or some pros, which of course, there's many more out there. Now let's talk about maybe some of the drawbacks when it comes to BRI, which are very, very much there. So first and foremost, in my observation of BRI, in my study of it, one of the biggest issues that I see that you should be aware of are the fees that are associated with biblically responsible investments. In a world where you can buy diversified investment funds right now with a fee of like 0.04%, almost nothing, most BRI fees for investments are still charging around half a percent to 1.5% to invest in their funds. For me, as someone who reads the data around the negative impact fees have on portfolios and has a fiduciary duty to do uh, you know, what's best for my clients, that's a real deal breaker for me with many of these funds are those high fees. And it's something you know we'll talk about more and how we actually implement BRI here at Shrum Private Wealth. Um, so you get an idea of how we manage, manage those fees when we actually implement that. Next, as a, a downside that BRI has is, you know, most BRI investments right now that are available to invest in are what are called actively managed mutual funds. Now, actively managed funds to invest in are where the manager of the funds are actually attempting to buy and sell companies within the funds actively back and forth. And uh, you know, the other flip side of investments are what's called passive investments, or you kind of buy investments and then you hold on to them for the long term. Now, I'll tell you that I believe most investment strategies, active or passive, as long as they're stuck to for the long term, they'll likely see investors through to their goals successfully. But again, I'm also someone who has studied the data and the numbers are quite clear that actively managed funds as a whole underperform passive index-based funds. And when actively managed funds do outperform passive funds, they rarely do so consistently. And so because of this, 
many BRI funds for me personally are rolled out of our investment process just because they don't align with more passive index-based investing. And the actively managed strategy is so prevalent within BRI. And I think that's a huge drawback for um, many investors out there because passively index-based investments are a big way that many individual retirement savers and investors like to invest. Uh, Again, I think also the actively managed strategies so prevalent within BRI is a large reason why the fees are so high for these funds, which we just touched on in our last point, because the managers are buying and selling investments, which tends to increase the fees within the fund themselves. And finally, you know, the last con, and this is a nuanced discussion, but in my experience, much of the marketing around biblically responsible investing frames BRI as something you have to do, or at least should do if you want to honor God with your money. And this is something that I've struggled through, I prayed through and thought deeply about. And in my opinion, framing BRI as something that you have to participate in in order to be a proper Christian follower, to me, is, is the wrong way to go about it. And you know, there's a rabbit hole that we can go down on interpreting scripture on this issue, but my conscience uh, has led me to utilizing BRI as something that is an amazing way to align our money with our values and help bring God's kingdom to earth, but not something that anyone should be compelled to do through guilt or shame, which I think, unfortunately, the marketing and a lot of the funds out there have hints of that kind of language within their marketing and within talking about their investments that way. You know, in my opinion, I just I really believe that BRI should be something that we can walk into and participate in in freedom and not something that we feel we must do. Because if we feel like we must do this in order to be a good Christian, I think it's putting chains of slavery and legalism back on our shoulders, which Jesus has actually freed us from. So with those pros and those cons out of the way, let's head into our final section and let's talk briefly and very high level, right, about how we at Shrum Private Wealth Management actually implement BRI for our clients. And again, in general, we utilize a couple of low-cost passively based, biblically responsible investments, which are out there, which we incorporate in our clients' investment accounts if they desire it. And this allows our clients to continue to keep a high-quality, evidence-based, diversified investment portfolio while also implementing biblical values with their investments. Now, of course, this strategy, it may change in the future as new BRI options come on the market. And I'm the first to say I have an open mind to learn and hear new thoughts on the best way to implement BRI for our clients who desire it. But in the current state, we find that this is the best way to implement it in our practice, which is to use it as a a supplement or something that can be incorporated in a broader investment portfolio. 
Now, I know that was a lot, and the world of BRI is growing and will continue to grow as you know current trends show, and will continue as this space grows to have education on this topic. And if you're interested in BRI for yourselves, we do, like we said, help our clients implement these investments in their accounts. And we'd love to discuss how that can be accomplished for you. So uh, if that's something you're interested in, head over to christianretirementplanner.com and hit free review, or you can email me at eric at shrumpw.com. As always, guys, thanks so much for listening, and we will speak to you next week. The content provided is for general information and educational purposes only and should not be considered a recommendation of any particular strategy, investment product, or investing advice of any kind. Content is not intended to be and should not be construed as legal or tax advice and or a legal opinion. Please consult a financial professional for your specific situation. Investing involves risks, including the loss of the entire principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views and opinions expressed here are of the author and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of Strom Private Wealth Management, LLC. Investment advisory services offered through Strom Private Wealth Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.